Welcome to the AI Hustle Podcast, the podcast where we break down the latest in AI news, tools, and interview experts helping you hustle and do more using AI. If you've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that over the last six months, I've been working on a stealth AI startup. Of the hundreds of projects I've covered, this is the one that I believe has the greatest potential. So today I'm excited to announce AI Box. AI Box is a no-code AI app building platform paired with the App Store for AI that lets you monetize your AI tools. The platform lets you build apps by linking together AI models like ChatGPT, MidJourney, and Eleven Labs eventually will integrate with software like Gmail, Trello, and Salesforce so you can use AI to automate every function in your organization. To get notified when we launch and be one of the first to build on the platform, you can join the waitlist at AIbox.ai. The link is in the show notes. We are currently raising a seed round of funding. If you're an investor that is focused on disruptive tech, I'd love to tell you more about the platform. You can reach out to me at jaden at AIbox.ai. I'll leave that email in the show notes. ChatGPT has just dropped the API for GPT-4, and this is going to make some massive impacts on the AI industry and virtually every AI startup right now that is integrating with ChatGPT, which is at the moment a lot of them. So what is happening and what is, is now currently available? That's what we're going to dive into on the podcast today. So essentially, GPT-4 has open up general availability for their GPT-4 API. This is something they've actually allowed certain companies to do in the past. And this is honestly almost made OpenAI somewhat of a kingmaker because certain companies that they have given this early GPT-4 API access to have went on to raise millions and millions of dollars because, you know, they were beating on all their competitors with a superior product. With this announcement of this new AI model being available, they are also announcing that GPT 3.5 Turbo, Dolly, and Whisper APIs are all also generally available, which, you know, a lot of people have had. I've had those integrated into my different platforms for a number of months now because it was actually back in March that they originally launched the API for ChatGPT in general, which obviously made a big impact. A lot of people integrating ChatGPT into their products. As previous to that, there was one called DaVinci, which was not quite as powerful. Now, back in March, they originally launched that, you know, ChatGPT API, but it's taken them all the way until now to actually get this GPT-4 version publicly available, which I believe is going to have a massive impact as I personally do virtually nothing on regular ChatGPT. I always use GPT-4 because I find the outputs are so much better, um, you know, like 20, 30, 40% better. I would say on the quality of the outputs. And so now that they have this API available, virtually every product that already has ChatGPT integrated into it to do a lot of really impressive um, different moves or plays in AI is now going to get a 20 to 40% upgrade for the entire industry, which I think is really impressive. So earlier this month, they released their first update to the chat-based models. Um, and they said that they're they're envisioning a future where essentially these chat-based models chat-based models can support um, any use case. So today they're announcing the depreciation plans for some of their older models, um, which are using the completions API. Um, and they recommend that any users adopt the chat completions API, which essentially is, um, they're, they're essentially moving from text completion to chat completion. And I'll talk about that in a second. But as far as chat should be, or as far as GPT-4 goes, this definitely is their most capable model. And they've said that millions of developers have requested access to GPT-4 and their API since March. 
Um, and the range of innovative products leveraging GPT-4 obviously is growing every day. We see new new uh, tools popping up all the time. And I specifically have talked to different people at investment firms and at startups that are asking me like, hey, because of your podcast, do you get any like special um, ability to get onto chat GPT or GPT-4's uh, wait list and get access to the API sooner? Um, a lot of people really want this for their product. I've heard from people specifically that say, hey, we built this awesome product, but we feel like we've kind of maxed out as far as it can go without getting the GPT-4 API. So I think this is going to be a massive uh, step for a lot of those people. Um, and this is how they're going to roll this out, though. This isn't just for every single person in the world. Today, all existing API developers with a history of successful payments to OpenAI can access the new API. So essentially, if you have been using you know, ChatGPT's API for your current business, you can get it. Otherwise, you will have to wait. But they did say they plan on opening up access to new developers by the end of this month. So you're going to have to wait about a month if you haven't been integrating it already into anything you're doing. Um, so anyone that's seriously building will already have done this and will be ready to go, but new businesses will have to wait 30 days. Um, and then they're going to start raising rate limits, which brings up a whole other you know, point, which is the fact that they're going to have rate limits. They're going to have limits to how much you can actually use this. If you know for GPT-4 right now, um, it gives you a certain amount of you know uses per hour and conversations per hour you can have with this thing, which is going to be kind of interesting and perhaps a little sketchy for some developers, depending on what this looks like. I need to look into this, but if the rate limits are bad, right, it's not letting you have a lot of usage. Uh, then perhaps this isn't something people want to implement immediately if it's going to, you know, curb the usage of their uh, users. But that'll be that'll be left to uh, be said as we got to look into that. Um, and they said that that's going to depend on their compute availability. So based on the stability and sort of, you know, the overall readiness of these models for production scale use, they're also going to be making... Um, the other, you know, models I mentioned earlier, publicly available, GPT-3, Turbo, Dolly, and Whisper. Um, and they are also working on safely enabling fine-tuning for GPT-4 and 3.5 Turbo, which I think is going to be really, really interesting. Um, and they expect that feature is going to be available later this year, but being able to fine-tune GPT-4 to whatever your custom needs are, I think is going to be quite amazing. Apparently, they introduced Chat Completions API back in March, um, and they said that now that accounts for about 97% of their API GPT usage, meaning people are using it for um, tools where they're essentially in sequential order. It's like a conversation, and it's not just you know completing uh, a paragraph or a piece of text. So essentially, people are taking the Chat GPT model and the concept. Um, and they're implementing that into everything they're doing versus older models that were more, you know, focused on um, just one query or filling out one response. Now they've integrated this where everything is having a conversation. Um, they said that the initial completions API was in introduced back in 2020 to provide more of a freeform text prompt for interacting with their language models. And they've since learned that they can often provide a lot better results with a more structured prompt interface. So the chat-based paradigm has proven to be really powerful um, in handling the vast majority of previous use cases and new conversational needs. So while it's currently providing a little bit higher flexibility and specific, uh, specificity. So in particular, chat completions API structured interface 
which is like system messages and function calling. Okay, so pretty much what they're talking about, though, when they're referring to all this is the fact that when they do some of these API calls, so when you are like, when a company, not necessarily on ChatGPT, but when a company is um, setting this up, they can set up a system call, a user call, um, and then of course there's the AI model call. And what that means is that the system can, you can have a, a prompt written into the system that says, you are a customer service chatbot, you always respond in a friendly and happy manner. And that is a system prompt that is always integrated into every conversation that is happening. Um, and the reason why they separate that out from putting that into the prompt itself, which is, you know, coming to the user essentially, is because it's a lot less prone to um, prompt injection and attacks, where they're essentially figuring out what the prompt is. Um, and since user provided content can be structured separately and it can be separated from the actual instructions themselves. So I think that's really interesting. As far as the depreciation, because that is a big part of what is about to happen here, they're about to depreciate a lot of older models. Um, they said because they're continuing to kind of invest in the chat completion API versus the convert versus the um, the older versions, they said our efforts to optimize our compute capacity, or I guess they they labeled that as one of the other reasons, is their efforts to optimize their compute capacity. They said. In six months, we'll be retiring some of our older models using the completions API instead of the chat completions API. So while this API will remain accessible, we will label it as legacy on our developer documentation starting today. So they're not going to completely kill it off. People that have it integrated with their tools will still be able to use it. And the reason why I think this is important is because the way they treat these older models today with the new release of GPT-4's API is the way they'll eventually, re uh, they'll eventually treat GPT-4's API when they have to depreciate that as well. And so I think developers are keeping a really close eye on this depreciation schedule essentially and how they handle this um, because this is going to play like if they do this for everything every time a new API comes out of course it's better so you assume you want to upgrade but some people right maybe they made a software and or their developers made a software they don't know how to edit it um, you need to make sure that you have the ability to continue to upgrade these as you go otherwise you know some software will be stuck in the in the dust and eventually it could get depreciated and break if you're not staying on top of this and upgrading these tools um they said uh they're going to keep it labeled as legacy but um it's going to be still accessible they plan for future models and product improvements to focus on the chat completions api and they don't have any plans to publicly release new models using the completions api so essentially they're saying they're making a paradigm shift away from the completions api and to a chat completions api meaning they're going to start having this where it's structured, where you can give special uh, requests to the model in addition to the prompt. So that are that are separated out. You know, you can give it like an overarching set of instructions, which could be as simple as you are a customer service bot, respond friendly, um, or it could be you know a five-page PDF documentation that is you know the instructions, and then everything that someone talks with this model um, about is you know going to be based off of that. So. Starting on January 4th of 2024, next year, older completion models will no longer be available and will be replaced with the following models. So they have, you know, some older models a lot of people are familiar with because they've been open source, but they got Ada, Babbage, Curie, DaVinci, and all of those are going to be replaced with the new Ada 2, Babbage 2, Curie 2, DaVinci 2 models, um, which are this kind of new architecture of chat completion API. So they're going to completely uh, switch that out. And any applications that are using stable model names from 
uh, for base GPT-3 models, so Ada, Babbage, Curie, DaVinci, will automatically be upgraded to the new models um, listed above. And the new models will also be accessible in the coming weeks for early testing by, you know, specifying the following names in the API call. So, you know, if you're a developer, this is kind of important to you. But if you change the model name in your API calls from ADA to ADA-002 or from Babbage to Babbage-002, you're actually going to be able to test in the coming weeks um, using those models by changing that. So I think this is going to be really interesting. Um, I think... Overall, I think OpenAI is handling this very well. The way that they're depreciating older models, the way they're auto-upgrading those older models as well, I think is really good. Um, it's good to see. But overall, I think this is a really exciting time to be in AI. This new GPT-4 API getting general availability is absolutely massive for the industry. I think we're going to start seeing some huge improvements from a lot of the different AI tools we see out there. So this is a very exciting um, thing to follow into the future. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Thanks for tuning in to the AI Hustle podcast. If you could do us a massive favor, we would really, really appreciate it if you could leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps people find the podcast. It helps people know this is a good place to go. And we would really, really appreciate it as it helps us continue to bring on incredible guests and share incredible content for you to listen to.